Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Ho, ho, ho! No, it's not Christmas. It's Big Pimp. Big, big. I almost said Big Pimpin' time. Ain't no, ain't no pimping around here. It's Big Papa time! Hey, good afternoon, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name, Big Papa Brian Post? Sorry to be running late on this tremendous Thursday. I'm telling you what, this is a Thursday that has felt completely and entirely and 100% like a Friday. Oh, let me tell you. So anyway, I saw one of my dear posties posted in the Postal Evolution private Facebook group. Um, I think it was today. Tracy, I think you, not Tracy, was today, um, yeah, I think, about electronics and her daughter is driving her crazy because she's found this new game and she wants to live on it 100% and doesn't want to get off of it and is canceling all of her activities, canceling dance, canceling friends, canceling church, wanting to cancel the family and only wants to play on this game 100% and she's eight years old, so. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Um, here's the thing. We live in an age of electronics. In fact, truth be told, that's why I was here late on the Daily Dose today because we came over to the new little duplex thing that we have and we're trying to get the Wi-Fi set up and got to get that Wi-Fi going because otherwise, because out of the cabin, the Wi-Fi has been down all freaking day. Just, you know, life stops. So that's why I was late. And then there are kids in electronics. Kids in electronics, it is the new it is the new hangout at the corner block. Bottom bottom line, end of the day, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, MySpace, Snapchat, whatever it is, dang. MySpace don't even exist anymore, does it? That tells you how old I am. It does not matter. It is the new hanging out at the block with friends on your dirt bike and your wheels together and you under the street light and the grasshoppers and the crickets are starting to come out and you're just talking about good old times, talking about how great it is to be a kid. Well, that's that's the new hanging out. And so our little kids get to hang out a lot earlier these days than ever before. And here's what you have to understand about electronics. It's an electronic age. Hello, Tammy. How are you? Hello, Amanda. We're we're living in an electronic age. Everything is moving towards electronics. You know, even today, I was looking at this new robotic thing that flips hamburgers that some burger places are starting to use. And, you know, at the end of the day, as a parent, you have to decide when you're going to let your child be on electronics. And you also have to decide how much electronics you're going to let them be on. Now, if you let your, you know, your 16-year-old, your 10-year-old, your 15-year-old be on electronics and they find things that feel good to them, and let me tell you something, this is very important. I talked about this once before. Anytime you're a kid and you get, and you, even adults, adults play these freaking games just as much as kids do. They love to interact on social media. I mean, I had a dad just the other day talking to his wife. She won't put her phone down. Although she's answering work phone stuff like that, not really social media, but there's lots of 
parents who've complained about their spouse or partner or friend, you know, that won't put their phone down. Well, here's the thing. The reason it's so hard to put down is because when you are on your device, your brain and all of its chemicals start to optimize along with all of all of the processes of your body and you move into a state called flow. The flow state is studied by, was first introduced to us by a um, Russian researcher and you can type his, type him into um, YouTube. See there? Exposing your electronics. Type his name in. Mikai Chikset Mikai. And um, he wrote a book called Flow. And it is, it, it was kind of the introduction to to this, this movement about high performance, um, elite athletes, and like, like skateboarders and bike riders and surfers. Well, there's this whole science studying these individuals. And uh, there's a movie called, it came out on History Channel, and it's called Free Solo. Oh my goodness, if you can watch that. Hello there, Ashley. Ashley says, social devices make us unsocial. And sadly, that is the world we are moving into. We are moving into a world where our socializing becomes, it is literally unsocializing. We are, we are live, moving into a world where, you know, making eye contact and shaking hands and smiling at someone and getting to know someone is becoming more and more foreign than, you know, shooting them a text message or snapping them or, or, you know, send them a messenger on Facebook or, or face or video, face messenger, whatever you, whatever you call that stuff. I'm, I'm going to be one of them dudes that don't even have a phone before it's all said and done when all these big pop-up videos are, are, are gone. Ooh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Look at that. This is, this is just amazing. So many beautiful plants. Mimi, you like that, don't you? Mimi loves flowers. Yeah, I can start now. Mimi loves flowers. That's beautiful. Thank you, Hillary. Um, so we are definitely moving into that into that that age of being where you know social devices make us unsocial according to how we are used to socializing. The norm of socializing is changing. This is what we have to come to terms with. And then I'm going to get back to the point about kids and limits and all that kind of business. We have to come to terms with a changing world. We are the old guard, us parents, us adults. You know, I'm 47 years old. Where there is a changing of the guard. The world is changing faster. There's more information. There's more things going on on the Internet these days than, than in, in the span of a few months than spanned years when I was growing up without without computers and things like that so that's impacting all of us and you really have to look at that you're 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 actually moving into resistance so we're resisting change when we start engaging with fighting our children this is going to this is going to sound unpopular when we're fighting with our children around electronics we're actually resisting change the question you need to ask yourself is what, is, what is it about the electronics that is feeling so good to your child that they have a hard time giving them up, letting them go? What is it in the function of what they're doing 
that's feeling so good to them that they have a hard time putting it down. See, a lot of times what you're going to find, not only is there the neurophysiologic experience of flow, so we are optimized. Your brain is being optimized. Now, whether our brains are being optimized to the point that they're turning to mush and we're just going to disintegrate into a, a heap of dirt or they're being optimized to the point that our, our neuro neurosynaptic pathways are overdeveloping and we're eventually just going to go back into the universe. You know, it's probably all one and the same. But your child's brain is functioning, your child is experiencing something at a level that feels good to them. That's why they have such a hard time putting the device down. They There's literally scientific evidence that shows brain and physiologic optimization when involved with electronics. That's why it feels so good to your kids. And that's why the flip side is why literally electronics is like a drug. They feel good on it, but when they're off of it, that's why they go into withdrawals. That's why they have tantrums. That's why they have rages. That's why they don't want to do anything else. That's why all they can do is think about getting that next hit of that blue light. Somebody turn on the daily dose because Big Papa's on. And if I don't get to hear Big Papa right now, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, probably not that soon. I, uh, I don't think nobody's doing all that. But... You know, when it comes to a game, whether it's, you know, whatever, I don't even, I don't really know any of the games actually, but if your child is, what are they doing in those games? Number one, they are experiencing a sense of mastery. They are doing something repetitively, repetitively over and over and over. Hello there, Angela Crawford, over and over and over again, and they're experiencing mastery. Let me ask you this question. And I really want you to think about this. How many times in your life, in your child's life have they experienced mastery? How many times is your, in your child's life have they been able to do something that they've mastered? Think about all the experiences in school where it's been negative and where they've been, you know, been punished. They've lost points and lost, lost uh, opportunities to play outside and they get in trouble constantly. You know, think of all the opportunity, the chances and the situations where your child has gone into a social, a social situation and they've gotten anxious and felt rejected and felt shamed and felt embarrassed and, and failed at something and dealt with the, the ridicule of, of their peers and, and you know, the, our society at large. And then all of a sudden they find this game on these electronics and it feels good to them. They feel, they feel whole. They feel accepted. They feel, sometimes they feel loved. They feel understood. They feel, they feel important. I mean, you, some of these, some of these social media websites, you know, that these groups that we get in make us feel important. And think about that. When, when has your child been able to really feel that for uninterrupted periods of time. Many of you have children who don't do well with other kids and groups. Many of you have children that who don't do well with with their peer group. So they find they find this outlet through electronics that feels really good to them. All we as parents can do is feel really threatened by that. And that's unfortunate because that, that starts to create a bit of the resistance that we're experiencing. We don't really understand why our children won't put the phone down or put the device down. So naturally we start to feel some kind of way about it. 
And usually it's not positive. Usually it's not encouraging. Usually it's not supportive. So what if you actually, instead of trying to get your child off of it, you, you actually started supporting. Think about this. Now, Gary V talks a lot about this, a lot more than I do. But what if you actually started supporting and encouraging your child to do more? What if you, what if you were, were completely changing the paradigm? What if the paradigm changed? And what if the paradigm was instead of, oh, get your kid off electronics, get your kid off electronics? Because think about this. It was only 25 years ago when, when schools were not even allowing kids to have calculators, right? They weren't even allowing kids to have calculators in school. Now every kid in school has a phone, and now they get to have calculators. You know, it's, it's, there's always a changing of the paradigm. So... I can't give you I can't give you guys any advice on how much or how little. All I can encourage you to do is don't let fear always drive and control your actions and the things that you want to do and create for your child. Think about think about how good it feels for them. At the very least think about about how good it feels for them. Think about you know that there are so many positives to being on it as opposed to the potential negatives of being off of it. Now, when you have little kids, here's what I can tell you. You have to set limits, I suppose. You have to set limits. We, we all feel like we have to set limits at some point. So if you got to set limits, you've got to expect your child to be upset. Remember, I've, I've said this a hundred times. It's one thing to set the limit and reinforce the limit. It's another thing for your child to whistle and do the happy dance as they operate within it or as they respect it or as they, you know, the boundary you set as they, as they can, can, um, conform to it. So they don't have to be happy about it. But that's usually why we stop setting limits. We don't set limits because our children get upset and then we feel all kinds of parental shame and guilt and then we get mad at them and we just want them to conform and do as we ask them to do. But really, we don't want to feel those feelings of guilt and shame. Set the limit. If you're going to set the limit, stick to the limit. And, and I've always said that if your child seems to be really struggling with something like an electronic device, whereas they get off of it and, you know, the world is ending, maybe it's too much time. And so maybe you scale back the time and you scale it all the way back to five minutes. Scale it back to five minutes they can be on it for five minutes. They get off of it for five minutes. Now, this is learning. This is teaching. This is repetition. And then you say, okay, that's great. I noticed your brain can handle the five minutes. I feel good about that. So let's try 10 minutes. You give them 10 minutes. You could do this in the course of a day. Like you could do this in the course of a day. You give your child constant repetition, constant repetition, constant repetition about, you know, being, being, being on it for a certain amount of time and then putting it down and going and let's get busy doing something else. You know, one of the things we like to do with our, our, our kids is we like to ask them to get off electronics and then we tell them to go find something to do. You can't do that. You can't do that because you're taking them from the bottle. It's like you're taking them from the bottle. You're taking them from a source of soothing and then you're saying, go feed yourself, right? And I believe truly 100% that you should use electronics as, and I have said this for almost 20 years, as a electronic babysitter. 
If your child is on electronics, they're being babysat. So you need to go take care of yourself. Go do something that feels good to yourself. Go clean your house. Go wash your dishes. Go take a nap. Go take a bubble bath. See, parents are always talking about, I don't have any time for myself. You give your child an iPad or a cell phone, I bet you're going to get some time for yourself. Then go in your room, take your bubble bath, take drink a glass of wine, enjoy yourself. And then when you come back, you're feeling refreshed. Then you're ready to connect. You sit down by your child. Maybe play on your phone for a little bit, you know, see what they're doing, engaging what they're doing a little bit, and then say, hey, let's go for a walk. <gasps> I don't want to. Come on, you'll be okay. You can get back to that later. Right? So you transition them through it. They set it down. You go for a walk. You go do something that feels good. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, guys. You just have to be willing to go through the struggles of, of helping your children learn. But as at the same time as you're helping them learn, I really, really, really want you to think about the changing of our world. The new pair. Thank you, Ashley, for those 200 stars. 200 stars! I just realized I've never gotten 200 stars at any point in school. 200 stars! I mean, it's just amazing. I used to have to go a whole day to get one freaking star. I just got two. I'm the star king! Feels so good to get stars. Eh, Facebook came up with that. That's crazy. Anyway, think about the changing world. Think about the new paradigm. Think about the possibilities of what feels good to your child while they're engaging and what they're engaging in to make it so difficult for them to get off of it. So that's it, guys. Hope this is helpful. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. We can keep playing that old school song where we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths and choose love. And I hope you'll choose love in every possible moment and even when you can't because we are not perfect. We have so much fear than we do love and we just have to really honor that. We live in a really scared society. We've been, we've, we've grown up in a really scared society, and our natural experience is going to be our first reaction of our brain is fear and survival. So even when you can't choose love, after it's after that fear has shot up, just catch it, just catch it and go, wow, I was scared, I was stressed. And if you need to apologize, apologize, and then do something different. The next time you have the ability to choose love and I hope you'll choose love. Big Papa loves you. God bless you. Have a fantastic Thursday evening. See you guys tomorrow. Friday. Freaking fabulous Friday, baby. Good night, everyone.